Hi, this is Vince. And Gracie with Love Brain Company. An awesome mental health apparel company. And you're listening to 2010 Minutes. Minutes. Hey, what's going on, guys? Again, you're listening to 2010 Minutes. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. Just a little heads up, I am battling some sort of sickness, hence I sound like this, and I do apologize. Don't know what it is yet. I got my COVID test. This is like my fifth COVID test, so I'm waiting on the results, hoping I don't have it. But if I do, I'll get through it. I've been through worse. Again, you're listening to 2010 Minutes. I appreciate you checking out episode five. Special thanks to both Vince and Gracie with Love Brain Company. Like they said, they are an awesome apparel company, and their goal is to end the stigma around mental health. They want to represent mental health in the community and help people know they are not alone, which is great to do because a lot of people out there do feel alone. They're hoping by wearing those shirts that they have, which are pretty cool, got one myself, there'll be more conversations around mental health. I obviously got a great t-shirt because if you listen to the episodes before, that is my favorite colored t-shirt. And I got one that says high anxiety on it because it looks pretty badass and I suffer from high anxiety. And it also reminds me of the song High Anxiety by The Suicide Machines. So check that out. That was my pump-up jam to get ready for this episode. So be sure to check out their website at love-brain.com. Check out their shop. They have some great t-shirts that you should buy. They also run a blog to the website, so be sure to check that out. So I found them on Instagram. Uh, I've just been following like random accounts, and I don't even know how I found them or if they found me, but it's a really good connection we've had. We've been chatting a lot, so I'm uh, pretty pumped to promote their brand on this episode. It's always good to find people on Instagram with positivity. I know I touched on this before, but you just find negativity so quickly on Instagram through like comments and posts, but there is a lot of good if you seek it out. And, and it's funny too, cause there's no like competition with like mental health. There's always like these meme pages that are like battling each other, getting upset, but like we're all on the same page where we're trying to do the same thing and be advocates for mental health. So it's pretty cool. We got to link up. So a little bit about the owner, uh, Gracie, she is only 21 years old, which is pretty rad. She suffers from anxiety, OCD, eating disorder. So it's good to have somebody that's open as well. You can't really help other people unless you open up because that is really tough to do because a lot of people hide in the dark. So it's good for someone like Gracie who is at a young age that she can promote that and possibly help somebody out, which she's obviously doing. At a young age, I think a lot of people are afraid to open up. I was at that age. It's great that she's getting a head start. She's already starting her own business with her boyfriend of four years, Vince. That is remarkable. She went and got help at a young age too, 11 years old. Like imagine if I was able to do that at a young age. I wouldn't have suffered for so long. And to get a jump start on that is just remarkable. And I'm so happy for her. She is doing a great thing. So please be sure to check out love-brain.com. Also, which is pretty cool, they donate a portion of the t-shirt sales to NAMI, which is National Alliance of Mental Illness. You can check them out at nami.org. And good on the both of them for finding each other and doing the same thing finding that passion for helping others. And it's one thing to find somebody that can support you in some way with mental health, but it's one thing to find somebody like a spouse that sees you at your worst, which they probably have had. I am also fortunate, <clears throat> Jesus, sorry guys, but I also am fortunate enough to have a wife that has stood by me for so years. So kudos to Gracie and Vince. They're also from Chicago, which is a city I really like. I've been out there once. I uh, went out there to go visit a buddy, and we got to see the Bruins play the Blackhawks. It was the year the Bruins actually won the Stanley Cup, so it was even better. 
They beat them in overtime, and we talked so much shit that we should have got beat up. But that's a great city. Also, their bars are open to like 3 a.m., which is uh, pretty super underrated. That bean, I don't really get that. Um, that's cool for like six minutes. And then I'm like, all right, let's get out of here. But I've definitely thought about the idea of making shirts. There was a couple people that was asking me if I was going to make some. I definitely want to wait a little bit to see if this podcast still continues to do okay. So I thank you for the people that have continued to follow and listen. Oh, by the way, I've looked up stats and Quincy, Massachusetts is my number one listened city because that's where I'm originally from and shout out to my Quincy people, Red Raider for life. But my number two is pretty high. It's Lake Stevens, Washington. So if you're from Lake Stevens, Washington, can you please contact me and let me know who you are? Because I am so intrigued by that. You can reach me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can find me. Just type in 2010 minutes and you'll locate me. Apparently you guys are big fans, so you can definitely find me. But let me know about that, please. But I feel like if I made a shirt like the Love Brain Company makes, I feel like mine would be like misconstrued. It'd be like, time's up. Get help. People would be like, what? So definitely going to hold off on the t-shirt making. I wanted to talk about OCD because I I feel like I have a self-diagnosis of that. Maybe my therapist did diagnose me with it, but I don't really pay attention too well because I was so focused on my depression and anxiety. OCD, for me, things have to be in order at all times. I have to organize everything, and if it's not organized, I kind of get a little bit of anxiety, but also I leave things a mess. So I think self-diagnosis obviously isn't the way to go. And there's a gray line where people take advantage of depression, anxiety, OCD. And you got to be cautious with that because you can't really call people out for that because you don't know their situation. But I do go on Twitter a lot because I'm grinding out my podcast to promote it. There's a lot of people that have actually listened through Twitter and they're like from all over, which is super cool. But I see a lot of comments and tweets by people where they're like, If my insert sports team doesn't win this game, it's killing my mental health. It's like, eh, if that's really killing your mental health, you should go seek out help. Then I saw one where there was like a debate between two people where like the girl couldn't get help because her mother wouldn't allow her to go seek help for whatever reason. I don't know their situation. And she also said she didn't have a primary care doctor because someone said main doctor and she didn't understand what main doctor is. So there's definitely some miscommunication before that and I'm just sitting there reading this whole beef but it's super weird to me that she was okay with self-diagnosis because she couldn't get the help and there's also resources that I've actually put out there and I wanted to interject and send that to her but she seemed so passive and defensive I didn't want to make it worse but a self-diagnosis isn't the way to go and there's multiple places where you can talk to search and talk to somebody if you don't have health insurance you can do that on the sly Because that's super unfortunate that person's mother, if it's true, wouldn't allow her to go seek out help. That is mind-boggling to me. But I feel like a lot of people think this. Uh, Me and my wife have talked about it. But we definitely think people use it to their advantage, even though they aren't diagnosed or even self-diagnosed. They kind of throw those words around. And it kind of takes away for the people that actually have problems. Because it's kind of like the boy who cried wolf. Like, say there's 10 people that complain about mental health that don't really understand it or really have it. And then that one person who actually needs help and reaches out and they're like, yeah, okay. So even if you are scared to reach out because of that, please don't let that stop you. Um, People like Gracie and myself need you to seek out help and we're always there for you. There's definitely people out there for you. Just go through your friends, family, you will find somebody. 
It is still hard to do that, but you can do it. Don't let the possible judgment of what people may think of that. The most important person in your life is you. You have to take care of that. you got to love your brain. Take care of that. Take care of that big old thing in your head. I have a really big head, but I don't really have a big brain. Like I always said, C's and D's got degrees. Thank Christ they don't put a GPA on your diploma or I would be screwed. But I know how that feels of judgment. I've always had issues with what people think of me. I always pretended that I was like, oh, I don't care what anyone thinks of me. Oh, look, at I'm badass. But inside I was like, oh my God, everyone hates me. I don't like it. And I would always be like jealous of my friends, which I didn't need to do, which was super weird. I would always compare myself to other people, which is awful to do as well. Like I'd be jealous of friends and like they would buy a house before me. I'm like, man, I got to buy a house. Like that's what I have to do. Oh, like they do this, they do that. I need to do this and that. And it took a lot to look that in the face and be open about it. I had issues with a really close friend of mine that I was just, we had a lot of miscommunication. It was probably like 80, 20, my fault. And we had a really long discussion. I obviously like cried through the whole thing because I can't keep my emotions in check. But I was really open about how like I was jealous and I would compare myself and it, I would always think people were against me or made fun of me. Like I felt like I wasn't invited to a lot of things because of the way I am. And sometimes I can get annoying, I feel like, because I'm very animated and in your face. I love making people laugh, but sometimes I feel like I do try too hard. And I can be overbearing. I'm also a little bit of passive aggressive, but I feel like I'm passive, not aggressive, because I do like a tone where like I sound like I'm joking, but I'm like dead ass serious. So I can see that being wicked annoying. But again, you got to fight through that. Sometimes you got to dig deep, think about what you're doing that you can change. Not necessarily that's wrong, but we can always do better for ourselves. We can't help other people unless we do better for ourselves. And I feel like I am doing that now. I've always thought about this podcast probably for like two years to do. And I was always like, you know what? No one's going to give a shit. Another bald white male with facial hair doing a podcast. But a lot of people have reached out so far. People that I don't really talk to a lot. And now I am talking to a lot. And it's so cool to hear like their story. Not cool like they're dealing with depression or anything. But it's cool to compare which is kind of like weird because I say don't compare yourself to other people, but it's kind of like misery loves company. Like you got that. I got that. <laughs> and I feel like everyone for the most part with depression and anxiety has like that dark humor that you can make fun of it. Cause that's like a real defense mechanism on this. You can be like really open about it. You can also be really passive about it, which I am. And I'm like that little cry for help that I wish like someone would be like, Oh, I know how you feel. And that's kind of the way I do it. To see if somebody has that same feeling that they can relate. Because there's no worse feeling than being alone. I do not like being alone. My thoughts always get the best of me. And like I've stated in previous episodes, I don't do well by myself out in public. I think everyone's staring at me. I always think like my shirt's not tucked in. Well, I don't really tuck in my shirt. I tuck in my undershirt because I don't like when there's air on my lower back. I don't like being cold. I don't like being cold. Or like my flies undone. Or like I look like a dickhead. I don't know why. I, I shouldn't care. And there's days I don't care. I'm like, you know what? Screw everybody else. I got to go to Target, pick up my NSYNC t-shirt, and just live my life. And that's what I did not too long ago. I also can't throw t-shirts away and it drives my wife nuts. But I love nostalgia. And memories don't go away. 
but I feel like the t-shirts I have remind me of certain times. Like I have an Adam Morrison Charlotte Bobcats t-shirt that I've worn like twice, but it reminds me about my time in college. I also have like my flag football t-shirt from college. I have a flag football jersey from like seven years ago. I played with my buddies. I don't even like football and I was awful, but just that memory that I have. Plus my mom made me like a semi hoarder. Like I have so many video games from like Nintendo all the way to like PlayStation 3. I got like Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this, but now I picture it because I have it and I'm super happy. But then my wife made me bring it up stairs because I had set up in the den. So it's all in boxes and I have to reset it up. But there's so many video games. I can't even, can't even go through it. Obviously, Kung Fu was my game. I was a big Super Mario World guy, Tekken guy. I could beat your ass in all those games from Nintendo to Mario Kart 64. Bring that smoke. I ain't afraid of it. Wario's my guy with all the Mario games. Tennis, golf, Mario Party. That's my guy. I'm a Wario. I'm a gonna win. Been practicing that since like 2000. Another thing that I've come to terms with over the years is not to hold grudges. There's probably like one or two people that I hold grudges with to this day, and I have my reasons for it. But a lot of people that I have problems with, I took that back because I thought about this, and I'm not sure if someone said it to me, but it's been a thought in my head that think about someone you have a grudge with that deep down you still care about them. So I've always said that, are you mad at that person enough that if they passed away, you wouldn't go to their funeral? Because that's a big thing for me. Um, Because if I was in that situation, I would be a wreck for years. I'd be like, I never reconciled. I'm really good at not pronouncing words correctly. I didn't say bad. I'm just really good at doing it. Reconciled. But it looks like recon. You know what I mean? English language is tough. I understand why other demographics that come over to America have such a hard time with the English language. Like there, like, come on. There's three different versions of there. Like, how was anyone supposed to get that? It took me probably until like high school to figure that out. And I still mess it up. I'm like, are you almost there? And I do T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E and it makes no sense. But that's where my anxiety lies. I always worry about the future. I always put myself in other people's shoes and feel their feelings. That's a weird thing to feel. Like, if I see a story where like someone lost their child, even though I'm never going to have children, I think about that family, that mother, that father, and I put myself in that shoes. And sometimes I get really choked up about it because I could never imagine that feeling. And I do. And it's so weird to me because I definitely have that anticipation anxiety where I put myself in like the future of things that will probably never happen, but there's definitely things that will happen that I try to get myself ready for. I've had two pets growing up. My black lab, Sydney, when I was in like middle school, high school, when she passed, I couldn't even go in the room with my mom to put her down. Like I was a wreck. So I never wanted that to happen again because I read that thing where it's like, you have to go in with your pet because the last thing they're going to see is you. And if you let them go in with just a doctor, that absolutely breaks my heart. And that I will never do that to any of my animals ever again. And I, that's a thing. Like, that's my anxiety. Like, that's even the past anxiety where I regret that. And you just think about all these different scenarios that you could change. So then, years later, I adopted a cat 
with my now wife, Lindsay. We weren't married at the time. He was three-legged. His name was Shifty. He was an all-black cat. We absolutely loved him. We had to put him down at the age of seven because he just had really bad arthritis. He wasn't doing too good. He was just in pain. So we did the best thing for him. So we put him down and I was a wreck because I had to go in with him and they put him down and I still pet him for like five minutes after he passed. And I just couldn't stop crying because that was my guy. So now I got two cats and two dogs. So obviously in my head, I'm thinking years away that I got to put down four different animals and all four of them have like a different spot in my heart. Like I have Lucille, who's my girl. She's a half Maine Coon Calico. She loves my like scent. She always lays on my clothes. Then I have Leo, who's a Persian. We He was the first one we wanted to adopt when we went into a shelter. I go, if there's a Persian in there, we're getting him. And lo and behold, there was a Persian. But he came with like 14 different Persians because the woman that bred them like couldn't do it anymore. And he was the last one there because he had tooth issues. And then we found out he was kind of slow. And they were like, you need to bring home a second cat with you. And I think that was just a scam to get another cat out of the room. So that's when I took Lucille. Then I have two dogs, uh, Charles Barkley, who's a German Shepherd. He's probably the biggest and loudest German Shepherd you can imagine. And then I have Fanny that we just adopted back in May, who's blind, has a missing eye and a zombie eye. So I think about the future all the time. And that's just four days of minimum that I'm going to be a wreck. And I do that to get ready for it. And I'm going to stop talking about it because it bums me out. But anxiety hits me so weird, and I think everyone feels it a little bit differently. Like, my wife has a little bit of anxiety, but I feel like we all do when you get nervous about something. My anxiety, sometimes I, like, twitch, or, like, if, like, I'm very, like, in the zone or, like, getting upset and someone says something to me, I, like, my neck, like, just turns real quick. I've had bad episodes where I have to, like, rip my t-shirt off. Not rip it, but, like, I take it off because I just can't have the restriction. It sucks. I just hate that feeling. it, But it's like, I laugh about it because it's what makes me, me. And I'm not afraid to admit that. But then there's certain times where I'm in the present of anxiety. Like I had a jujitsu competition recently and I went in so positive and I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to wreck it. I had like badass music playing, but there was like that little anxiety in my body. Like you're going to fail. And there was four guys in my bracket. I came in fourth. I lost two of my matches. And I wasn't sad about it. But I think that little voice that said, you're going to fail, overcame my thought. And I did fail because of that. I obviously was coming off a of sickness, but I don't make excuses. I had the flu. Couldn't breathe. I was on a bunch of DayQuil. But again, no excuses. Play like a champion. I did win one competition years ago. If you know jujitsu, like, one of them is like the gi, where it's like a bathrobe. And then there's no gi, which is like pretty much like wrestling almost. I like the no gi better. It's more realistic. The gi is like only suitable if you attack me in a hotel room and I'm wearing the bathrobe. I'll choke you out all day. So if you want to attack me in a hotel room, you're done for, son. But I want to wrap up this episode. I noticed that I am going over my 20 minutes, so I apologize. I want to stay true to the name because you know what? 20 Tim Minutes is the best 20-minute podcast out there. Show me a better 20-minute podcast. I dare you. But I also want to have fun with this podcast. I remember, I think, in an earlier episode, I wanted to do a movie and song of the week. And at that episode, I said, I'm probably going to forget. In the past two episodes, I forgot. So 
it's funny because we watched this movie recently called Love and Monsters, which is pretty much uh, an apocalyptic movie where there's like killer bugs because they tried to destroy an asteroid and all like the debris came back and made like super bugs. And this kid wants to go visit this girl he used to be in love with. And it's there's a lot of monsters and there's a lot of love. So it stays true to the name. I was talking to my wife and she gets so much anxiety with movies. But it's a different anxiety, but it's cute. Where like she can't handle that stuff and she just like, she's like, I can't handle this scene. I can't handle it. Even though like every movie ends the same. I'm not spoiling the movie. It might end a little bit different. So you should go watch it. Love and Monsters, my suggestion of the week. My song of the week, obviously, is going to be Suicide Machines, High Anxiety. Really good jam. So another thing to end this episode, another argument me and my wife have. It's called the bed argument. This has been a long battle, and it's like 50-50. So do me a favor. Go to the foot of your bed, put up your right hand, and this will probably be easier with people that sleep with somebody else, but think of that side with your right hand up. What side of the bed is that? And then do the same with your left hand and think. So obviously, my right hand's up. That's the right side of the bed. My wife, Lindsay, thinks that's the left side of the bed. And that drives me bananas. That makes zero sense to me. How is that the left side of the bed when you're looking at the bed and it's on the right? There's one argument that I'm like, I'll give you that to a point where it's like, if you're driving a car, what side is the steering wheel on? It's on the left side. But are you driving a bed? No, you're sleeping in a bed. I'm getting in the bed from the right side and I'm going to bed. Why does anyone care what side they're on when they're lying in the bed because they're going to sleep? So please let me know what you think of that. This is the whole Twister thing again. And I've changed a lot of minds on that Twister board game debate. The whole where the pieces and the spin board too. It's a board game, people. Go on Amazon, Google it. Everyone says it's a board game. So I thank you guys for tuning in to 20 Tim Minutes. My name is Tim McCarthy. Today's episode was introduced by Love Brain, Gracie and Vince. You can check them out at love-brain.com. Go buy a t-shirt, tell them I sent you, and they'll be like, why did you tell me that? I don't care. JK, we're best friends now. I wish them the best of luck moving forward. Thank you again for doing that introduction. You guys nailed it. Now for all the listeners out there, dig deep down inside you. Think about a grudge that you have with somebody and lay it to rest. Even if you have to apologize if you don't think you're wrong, think about what I said. If they ever passed away, would you feel regret, sadness? Life's too short to hold a grudge. Again, I want to apologize for this being the sickest episode of all time. More ways than one. I thank you again for checking out 20 Tim Minutes. Lake Stevens, Washington, get at ya boy. I love you guys and have a great week. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician, or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.